Hey guys, Mitch here. Welcome to a Triple MMA bonus. I hope you're listening on the Listener app. Uh, there's loads of good stuff there, so please do check it out if you're not already. Uh, this one is for the super hardcore Australian MMA guys. Um, there'll be probably little to no chat about the UFC whatsoever. Uh, it's really just going to be about the domestic product uh, with some like eternal MMA rumors, uh, Hex's rebrand, and some nice little like predictions and uh, and real honest opinions from myself and Callum Potter. Uh, if you don't know who Callum Potter is, then I guarantee you this isn't the podcast for you. Uh, and you should go uh, check out the episodes, like the Triple MMA episode one and two. They're a little bit more uh, UFC based and, and, and news package based, and I, I think you'll enjoy that. But if you're a fan of the domestic product, uh, like your Eternal MMAs, your Hexes, uh, we go into loads more. Um, do stick around because I think you'll really enjoy it. Callum Potter has made it to the UFC, uh, but he also picked up a lot of Australian regional titles along the way, and uh, and we just want to really highlight what's going on. And instead of just you know tell you about the fights, we want to obviously break them down and uh, really go in depth and uh, and give our opinion on who might be next, who's under pressure, and and what you guys can expect. So you really do want to get behind a lot of these products because that's where the next UFC stars. That's where they all start, and the. The better the grassroots level is, and even the professional level in Australia, then the better our fighters are going to do in the UFC. And you're seeing that with your, your Jack Dellers and your Volkanovskis. So guys, I hope you enjoy uh, myself and Callum, the rock star Potter, breaking down domestic MMA in Australia. Oh, hello, me again. Uh, I just jumping in real quick uh, because almost straight after recording this, uh, Eternal MMA announced that the champ v champ match of Justin Van Heerden taking on Rod Costa is actually off due to an injury, uh, and stepping in is Absolute MMA's Semi Kakembo. The bout will be at 66 kilos, which is the division of which Rod Costa was looking to take the belt off Van Heerden in. Uh, but alas, guys, we will kick on. Here is my chat with Callum Potter. Hey, mate, thank you very much, Admi. Obviously, you've been to the heights of the UFC and now you are really all across all, all things domestically uh, in, in Australian MMA. Looking forward to the year that is, what fight card and what fighter are you most looking forward uh, to seeing? Yeah, look, it's a great scene at the moment here in Australia, both uh, pro and amateur ranks, lots of shows, and uh, a lot of shows getting some getting off uh, early this year. Uh, Beatdown's got a show coming up. Hex, uh, I think Salt Fight Series down in Torquay, he's going to get one early, but um, you know that, uh, that eternal fight card that's coming up looks amazing, particularly that welterweight title fight with um, Joseph Luciano and the crazy horse Caleb Ryder. I am so overly pumped for that fight. What is it about uh, a fight like that that gets you pumped? The great thing I love about local MMA is guys that, that are striving to be the best, you know, particularly guys that want to make that step into the, um, the, the you know, the world-class competition, you've got to make sure that you are the best in your in your area, in your domestic, in your ranks. And so this is truly the guys that are trying to do that, you know what I mean? I think Caleb Rideout, in that stacked welterweight division in Australia at the moment, Caleb Rideout's probably the top dog. Now he took out Kevin uh, Kevin Gisette, won the uh, welterweight title, and now he's taking on another really highly ranked guy. This is going to really uh, determine that guy that's going to make the push to the uh, to the upper level, for the, especially in the welterweight division. Just quickly, as a guy that has, you know, fought on the regional scene, almost probably uh, you over-deserved your shot in the UFC, what is going through some of these guys' minds uh, that are coming up to fight this year that that think they deserve to be in the UFC? Is it a bit of stress? Is it a bit of pressure uh, to get those wins? And what do the 
normally have to do to get noticed by the big show? Look, it's 100%. And I get it. You know what I mean? I understand that not everyone wants to, you know, sometimes you overstep and then you make the slip up. That's going to happen though. You know what I mean? I understand people want the spotless record, but what they want to see is guys willing to fight and willing to go. So people that try and watch their steps too much, the local scene get left out. You know, a good example is, is Kit Gamble. You know what yeah. I mean? He, he fought everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah, he had a few slip ups, but he's right back now on that, that win streak. You know what I mean? He's taking out some good names with huge finishes. So he's right now back in that mix. Yeah, and I'll, so, we've, we've talked about that before. Like, Kit Campbell has been probably like the, you know, the next in line for the UFC for what has felt like five, six, seven years. But he's had some skids, you know, he's had those tough fights. He's even the loss against Izzy Fittikifu back at uh, Eternal in Melbourne a couple of years ago. But they're all high quality guys. Does the UFC, is the UFC aware of, you know, if you are picking up your losses along the way, but are they aware if they're against good guys? I would say so, yeah. And I think they're fairly conscious about the level of competition you're facing. You know what I mean? Whether you are on these huge win streaks, but against, you know, a bunch of maybe not formidable opponents. And same if you are making slip-ups, you know, especially tied slip-ups or it's decision losses and split decision losses against upper echelon competition. They recognize all that, you know, especially when with the avenues to getting into that sort of UFC ranks, there's a lot more, there's a lot more of a direction now, particularly with the contender series and all that. They're very aware of the people they're going to bring in and give those opportunities to. Now, is there any fight or fighter that you think is under that pressure? Like they have to get the win and it has to be a dominant win. Oh, this, you know, there's a few guys just, just, Cranking back up to the ranks, another guy, another guy in the eternal ranks. That's uh, Steve Ersig. He's right there too. You know, no, he was really close to. I think a contender's a contender's yes, spot. he was signed. Yeah. He was essentially signed, and there was some there was some visa issues, and it got to yeah, the point yeah. where they basically were like, "Look, this is it's actually kind of just too hard right now. Um, we're not yeah. gonna, we're not going to do it." Uh, and then so now he's got to take this this fight where everyone is almost assuming you know he should be in the UFC. So this is kind of like a not a lose. It's not a, it's not a lose lose fight, but it's there's a there's a lot on there. Like he's basically at the door and he can only stuff up the opportunity, he kind of can't make it any better, which is a weird thing to say. But, I mean, he's taking on a, a, a Japanese fighter flown in for him for Eternal experience, 73, yeah. yeah, in Perth. Yeah. I mean, it could yeah. derail him just like that. But how much do you love that? Like, <laughs> I, I get it. Like, sensibility-wise makes no sense and all that. But how much do you love that kid? A kid just wants to fight. He is next level. Like Stephen uh, Astro Boy Ersig is just like, he was a guy that, and this is, is coming from a guy in the Perth scene. When he was, you know, four four fights into his career, he was not taken seriously. Like, like at, at, at all. <laughs> it's just shocking. Uh, where now, for a guy that is so well-spoken and, and looks like a guy you might pick on at the pub, he has become <laughs> like the toughest man in Perth. It's the sort of guy you'd actually you'd get in a fender bender with and you jump out of the car and he'd come out, mate, I'm really sorry. And you'd have a look at him and go, oh, I was going to take this kid a lesson. Next thing, you're, you're picking up your teeth off the sidewalk and wondering why this uh, this computer nerd just beat me up. Yeah, and it's like, what what about like a Steven Ersig do you think is the most impressive in his in his fights? Look, look he pushes for finishes. I, I, I'm always a big fan of that. Someone that's looking to really get both on, on the feet and on the ground and willing to fight everyone. You know what I mean? Like if, if you have aspiration at this level to get up to the next level, you fight everyone. Yeah, man, he you fought, fight everyone. He fought he fought a two I think it was a two and oh Cody Haddon, which in Perth, everyone is talking about like the, the prospect, the phenom of Cody Haddon. And like props to both boys. They put on fight of the year. Uh and both fighting each other, they could have taken separate paths and probably both still got into the contender yep. series, got into the UFC. But they chose to to fight each other and, and I feel like it, it's done everyone of their careers wonders. Yeah, but it's probably given them both a, a touch up of high level competition. They're both risen their games. They both got better since that fight.
You know what I mean? So that's the whole point. It incu- it, you know, almost like a, a compressor chamber of people upping their skills. That's that's how we get better here in Australia. When the better people fight the better people, not everyone's going to be unblemished, especially when they get to the UFC, but it's just going to up the level of competition here in Australia. And speaking of like a like a Cody Haddon, who's been pushed since he was literally a teenager, do you think the, the pressure is on him though? He's 24 now, 20, I think turning 25, picking up a couple of injuries along his way. Uh, is it kind of now or never for him? Or? No, it, it, look, it's hard for me to say when you know I didn't get my call until, you know what I mean? I had 40 grey hairs all, all, through, <laughs> all through me. But um, look, 20, that's still quite young. You know, that's a lot of people say that's not even in his in his prime yet. You know, he's, he's got a really good base of skills under him. He's still got, I still, he's still got that year or two to really pick up a, a little bit more knowledge because you don't think the dance, once you're there, that's it. Now you are in the soup. Yeah. It's nothing but murderers from Dagestan all the way to bloody Croatia. Nothing but murderers there, mate. So you got to make sure that everything on your tool belt is sharp and ready to go by the time you get that call up. Because how did that feel for you when you when you first jumped in? Obviously, you put on such a campaign. Probably could have been in a little bit earlier uh, in your career, but you get the chance when you get the chance. You get in there with murderers. Oh, it's it, it was that was I was anticipating. That's why I was willing to try to get as many of those fights again. I remember a couple of fights before that I was tasting on mass and hell. You know what I mean, I wanted that. I wanted to feel the sharpest, dangerous people that I could. So by the time you get there, it, not not that it dampens, but it's a little less of a culture shock. You're not going from, okay, I've got a guy that's won a couple of uh, gold medals at the local Pambacks <laughs> to some guy who's first in Abu Dhabi Worlds four times over and a three-time collegiate wrestling champion. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you don't want to have that, those big gaps and levels that you're, you're fighting against. Now, I mean, we, we talk about some of the some of the cards uh, and the promotions that are that are really leading the way. Uh, everyone knows about Eternal Lemon Man. We'll go into that uh, in some point. But uh, Hex has had this real makeover recently. They're under new ownership. Uh, they had their first yes. card in November. And they look to be, I mean... I could be wrong. It's close to six or seven title fights. Yeah, look, yeah, they are. They are they're, they're trying to rebrand their name. They're trying to get the title belts back out there. They're rebranding themselves. You know what I mean? Hex was the top of the, the pecking order for yeah. a long time. They've had to reset. I get that. They're trying to get their belts back out there, get the names back out there. Uh, this, oh, I'll tell you what, they just named another one the uh, the other day with uh, Big Tazzy Devil, Priscus, taking on oh. Kevin Gisset. Mate, oh. break, break that one down. Explain to people that don't oh, know God. just how good Priscus is. We, I was talking, I had to quickly go help with the, some training this morning and back at Resilience, and we're talking, we've got a lot, obviously a lot of judo boys there, yeah. and we're talking about that fight, and I said, Priscus, hands down, I've, I've gone over to America and worked with some guys over there. Priscus, hands down, is the strongest man I've ever clinched up with. Oh, he without, is, without a shadow of a doubt. He is. And he's a, he's a, a judo black belt as well, isn't he? So he's oh, t- yeah. taking on Kevin Doucette, who's, guess what? A judo black belt as well, training out of yep. city kickboxing. Like, Explain how you think that fight's going to go down. It's Look, it's, it's going to be really determined by that first clinch. I, I'm fairly certain Kevin might not be able to take Priscus down, okay, but can Priscus take Kevin down? That's what I'm interested to see. Priscus's strength, you know what I mean, and and his technique going to be enough because I think if it stays on his feet, Kevin's probably got an advantage. He's striking, particularly down there at City Kickboxing, it's really come a long way. And Priscus, you know, Priscus can bang. He's got enough power to hurt anyone, but he, that's not where he wants to get most of his trade done. He wants to be on top of you. He wants your head up against the cage. He wants to put his elbow through your chin. But I would be very interested to see that very first clinch. What happens? How it reacts? That's going to be a real big tail in that uh, in that fight. Now, what about the the inactivity from Priscus? It's been what three or four years since he stepped in the in the cage. He's thirty nine. Uh, will that play into it ring rust or whatever they want to call it is it's a very specific thing to people he trains i know he trains year round he's always doing something if it's grappling comp if it's a wrestling comp so he likes to stay active with things but is that time out of the cage going to be you know going to be a big factor you know he's probably working down there with a lot of the boys you know rob wilkinson's down there he's probably getting a lot of rub with him who's 
doing a lot of getting a lot of success in the PFL. So hopefully he's still still staying active. So that time out of the cage isn't going to be as apparent once he gets back in there. Now I'm going to ask you a real tough question here. With all the hex nope. title fight, are all of them title fights? Like, do you look as a guy that knows the sport? Are, are all of these guys fighting for belts qualified to be fighting for the belts? No. <laughs> it's a very basic answer. I, and, I, and I'm not trying to throw shade at anyone competing. I've got one of our coaches competing. Uh, other people fighting for these belts, the best people at those weight classes in the country. No. No, they're not. I get what Hex are doing. They're trying to get their belts back out there. They're trying to make minds. There's some guys in there that might have his tricks, but uh, like I said, like I pointed out before with our, our coach, the, is he the top three at the lightweight division at the moment straight? No, but I'll tell you what, after everything that man's put in to local MMA, fighting everyone, he could have it. Man, he should have 18 titles up on his up on his wall. So is it similar to going, okay, these guys going to get belts and going to be looked at as the upper echelon? Not at the moment. Hopefully, that's what Hex is building towards. They're putting their belts back out there, re-establishing their titles into the into the scene, and then they can start building up towards that again. Are there what are so to finish on the positive with with the Hex before we go into a little bit of eternal? What of the Hex fights are the top of the heap? Well, that that middleweight title's got a couple <laughs> of guys up there. They're pretty hardcore. You know what I mean? Priscus, I tell you what, Priscus could go around slapping people's grandmas just to try and get a fight. But uh, <laughs> you know, nobody wants to go for one year. Near Port Prisco. Hopefully, he tie a belt around his waist and someone will want to come take it off him if he gets it. Same with Kevin Jusset. I'd be interested to see what Kevin back up at middle, whether that welterweight cut was just a little bit too much for him. He's a, he's a big he's a big sort of lad, so maybe he'll feel a little bit more comfortable with that in those middleweight ranks. Yeah. So uh, that's one that's going to put him up there. You know what I mean? And, and you know, we've got one of, our, one of our girls that works with us, Ailish, is competing for a title too. She is, like, you know, her record's not going to She is super tough. Again, hopefully this puts a belt around her weight. Some of the better people, the people that want to get known, the better people start seeking these people out some of those bigger fights. Yeah, and I feel like uh, like props to Hex as well, putting on two female title belts, which I do, I do not believe they had before. I don't think so. I can't remember too many. If, if there is, I don't remember anyone holding them. Uh, and uh, you're a man that has had a Hex belt yourself. Uh, but another belt you've also had, um, unfortunately, we're not going to talk about Valor. Uh, we move on to Eternal MMA. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 what are the fights bar? Obviously, the, the, the Ryder and Luciano fight, which is going to be incredible. Are there any of the, the Perth card that you've got your eye on? Is it a good card? It's backing up the UFC. I need your, need your yeah. opinions on that. Yeah, look, it's, it's, a great, it's a great card. Like, obviously, Steve's a big one on that. I'm, I'm really just saying, like you said, he's throwing every, everything at it. You know what I mean? That's the stupid, like sensibility-wise, not the smartest fight to take. But Jesus, when I saw it, I was just so stoked. That's just a guy that that just shows me what sort of person he is. You know what I mean? I've I've never met the man, never shook his hand, but I know what sort of bloke he is now. He's willing to get in there and fight. So I'm excited about that. All the local talent that's getting uh, getting to pop onto that, you know, in their own hometown. You know what I mean? Riding off, you know, riding off the success of that that UFC. Obviously, uh, Big Dell is going to get in there and and. Uh, Get the get the party started, and and uh, the guys get to join in with that too. So it's a lot of it's going to really uh, really highlight the local talent over there in Perth. It's almost a bit of a um, I wouldn't say a coming out party because Perth MMA is well yeah. truly up and outwards, but almost a celebration for Perth MMA. I also got to uh, got to ask you about uh, the rumor that apparently the champ versus champ fight might not be happening. Van Heerden, uh apparently injured, uh, and the bantamweight Rod Costa taking on Van Heerden's to, to go up to get his featherweight belt. Apparently that fight is not happening. 
Oh, I haven't heard this. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, this oh, is... Uh, wow. Look, uh, look, and you know Eternal, they will, they will, they will scramble to make oh, things I'll get happen. a replacement. And yeah, I, will, I will watch my phone immediately for, for Cam to call and scream at me, uh, who runs Eternal. So I'm looking forward yeah. to that. But one, th- <laughs> one thing that they always do is they, they, make, they make these fights happen. Um, so is yeah. there anyone like on your wish list, say Van Heerden's out, right? Costa can yeah. fight at 30, uh, 135 or 145. Uh, who would you like to see him with as the replacement fight? I'll, I'll, I'm going to take a few seconds to sing on it, but one I'll lead off with is I want him at 145. Yep. I remember expressing when, when I was doing uh, my little uh, rock star rambles when he got the when he got the belt. I'm happy. I was so happy for him to go up and do that double champ stuff to give the bantamweight division a little time yep. to rehash. You know what I mean? There's some ripper guys in there. We talked about uh, Cody Hatton. Uh, you know, there's Colby Thickness. Yeah, all these guys that are just. I just want him to have another six months to really get a couple more fights because there's going to be some rip. That division's going to be give that division six to twelve months, and let me tell you, that's going to be a nuts division. So to bring him back up to that, but I've got no idea where he's at with his weight at the moment. But um, but a great fight he, to, would be another, another rematch. Look, he has struggled before. Rob Custer has struggled before. Obviously, an yeah. amazing athlete and a real professional. But look, the, the, unfortunately, the facts are facts. Like he has struggled with weight before in terms yeah. of the last couple grams here and there and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you want to see him at one forty-five at sixty-six kilos? Yeah. It is. Here's one for you. I got no idea where he's at. You know, I mean, I have no touch with him. But here's another rematch for you that I'd love to watch. I was cage side for the first one. How about if he's in a position to fight? Once you're flying Khan uh, offly over there, oh. have him and Rod go back. For a rematch, mate, you are you are speaking my language. Can't awfully, of course, training with uh, Jack Jenkins as well. Yeah. Uh, and then Jack Jenkins has fought Rod. Can't fought Rod. And look, I'll I'll be I'll be honest. Uh, I thought Rod won that fight against Khan. I uh, could be a little bit biased as a Perth boy. I thought I thought Rod won that fight. I was going to, and I'm a massive Can't awfully fan. That guy fights with a, like a juggernaut, huge fan. I just think the the things I was putting weight onto, I I gave that fight to to Rod. Yeah, and so no better fight than for for Khan to sort of step up to that. He's put on an app. I think he's gone on to win a, a, a few fights after that. Oh, he's killing it too. So yeah, that, that that would clearly define a, a featherweight contender. Yeah, and there's also uh, you know there's some other feather, featherweights uh, on the horizon. But yeah, I think you're right. I think that is that is the fight that if this yeah. Van Heerden fight isn't on, uh, which, uh, look, <laughs> stay, stay with me on that one. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, I think that might be, uh, the way to go. Look, uh, we, we could talk for hours about this. Um, and we, and we actually will, <laughs> as we get closer, I would like to do a bit of a preview and break down some of these cards, you know, go fight through fight, what we know about them and whatnot. Um, oh, I'd love- that. Yeah, I can't wait because there's no better guy to talk uh, Australian MMA uh, with. But thank you for taking the short time so far just to just to debrief. Um, if anyone wants just your opinions without me, where can they go? So um, yeah, I've, I've, I'm doing a little bit of a spit now on my uh, on my what is it Instagram and Facebook <laughs> on the Rockstar page, the Rockstar Rambles again. Uh, I don't do it for any other fact that just like you, I just love talking local MMA and trying to trying to highlight some of these amazing athletes we've got down here. So uh, if anyone can deal with listening to my voice for five to ten minutes, uh, jump on the I think a Cal Pot at UFC or something on Instagram, you'll find it. And uh, I'll 
I'll, I'll start back up with the Rockstar Rambles probably next week, I'd reckon. Awesome. This is a great little entree to what will be a buffet course of me and you just diving into every <laughs> Australian MMA fight. Cal and the Rockstar Potter, thanks, mate. Enjoy your rest of the day. Thank you, brother.